Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, we talk to an amazing rookie who's making waves in the industry, finding out how they're succeeding in today's crazy competitive market. And today on the show, I have Jeff Mudrick. Jeff's one of the agents at our brokerage, ILMB Mortgage Pros, and he joined us just recently. And I love this conversation I have with Jeff. He is definitely on the right track. A couple of quick things about this. So first, he got his license earlier this year, joined us in the beginning of August. And it just literally jumped in with both feet in terms of the training and support that we provide him. One of the cool things he has done, he's reached out to 40 agents so far. I said he made a mistake on the stats when we were talking in the show. So 40 agents that he reached out to, he's already done 20 presentations, generated 20 referrals. And one of the things that we coach on is what we call our perfect realtor pitch. So we teach you how to present to realtors like a listing presentation to build trust, rapport, and generate referrals. And so Jeff, on one of our sales calls, brought in his pitch that he has been using effectively and showed me, and I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh. I cannot believe how good this was. And out of all the ones that I've seen, we've coached people on this all over Canada and the US. It was one of the top five for sure that I've ever seen. I was taking notes from the things that he was sharing. And I was like, okay, Jeff, like how the heck, like, do you have a background in Toastmasters? Are you like an amazing? And he's like, no, dude, I came from a healthcare background. And, you know, I just practiced, like I just practiced it. And I'm like, you can absolutely tell he's practiced. So a couple of thoughts on this. First, having a plan with meeting realtors, even if you're new like Jeff, can absolutely turn into referral relationships. And he's had some very experienced realtors that he's met with that have referred him no problem, right? So he goes from don't know who he is to, hey, here's a referral for you. One of the other things that I like is he took our best stuff and he practiced it like crazy. So at our brokerage, one of the things that we do as well is that so the agents, we teach them this, but then when they come and do their presentations, Jeff has been able to watch like a dozen other people do this. And so every time he's watching, he's taking notes, he's making his a little bit better. And then the other cool thing, because we have a community of people that are all going through this together, they're actually trying to help each other. And so they do their own scripting sessions. Just yesterday, they did this. And the acceleration of taking a proven knowledge, you know, concepts and tactics, and then applying it to a community where everybody is like trying to help each other get better. I'm mind blown by what I'm seeing, what's happening with our agents. And so I just wanted to share this story with Jeff with you. It's a great conversation, very inspiring. If you're listening to this and you're new and you're like, oh my gosh, Scott, like how do I get plugged into that? Go to get10funded.com. That's get the number 10funded.com. You can find out about sort of how we work. I give you a full walkthrough. I show you everything. Like we're very transparent, full cards on the table. This is what we do. This is how it works. This is what it costs, da, 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 everything. We're fully transparent. You can check that out. And before we jump into this episode, though, I want to give a shout out to Finmo. So Finmo is a tool that when we looked at, you know, helping our new agents be successful, we wanted to always find things that were going to be easy to use, that they could pick up fast, and was also easy for the clients to use. It's got to be easy for the client first. Okay, awesome. Then if it's also easy for the mortgage broker, mortgage agent, that's even better. And so Finmo has an application document collection and submission platform that has been very fantastic and our agents love it. Really easy to use. And so check those guys out. They allow us to do these shows, which I'm really grateful for. Love the guys over there. They have a great team of people that are always, you know, innovating and making it better. So go to finmo.ca slash ILMB to find out more about that. And thanks again for checking out this episode. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. So tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Sure. So I am from the Toronto area, GTA. I grew up here. I moved around Canada, lived out east, lived out west after university and missed family and friends. So came home and started my career in the healthcare world. And so what made you go from healthcare? We were talking a little bit about this before, but what made you go from healthcare into mortgages? Like what prompted that? 
Yeah. So I've always had that like, entrepreneurial mindset. I've always wanted to, there's no like obviously direct correlation between healthcare and mortgages. I wish I could make a fancy one, but I'm not able to right now. So pretty much what happened, I've always wanted to run my own business. I always get so excited about something for a week or two, and then it kind of fades away. Over COVID, one of my friends, he um, lost a job, got his mortgage brokering license. Him and I were talking on a daily basis about, you know, the ins and outs of the industry. I started to fall in love, got super passionate about it. I told my wife this is something I want to do. She said, okay, Jeff, you do this with a it's, lot of things. Yeah, you know what? You and I probably are cut from the same cloth. I'm like, oh, and then it's like, oh, it's not exciting anymore. Yeah. But mortgages kind of, was a thing. Yeah. Mortgages was a thing. She gave me after, you know, three weeks of constantly thinking about it. I signed up, got my license and have not stopped waking up thinking about it until today. So when did you get your license? How long ago was that? I got my license mid-April and have been part-time up until September 6th. Okay. And so you joined our brokerage, LMB Mortgage Pros in August. So just even before then, what were you doing we'll talk about later what you're doing now, but what are you doing before to try to get your business going? Sort of like when you started in April. Yeah, sure. So I was wasting a lot of time on social media. I would pretend and kind of tell myself, this is how I'm going to grow my business is through all these posts. And I would spend four to five hours on posting like a one minute long video that uh, got a lot of people, got a lot of thumbs up and likes for it, but no business from it. So I was kind of talking to a few friends. They knew I was in the industry, you know, safe to say in those four months, I did not close one mortgage. It was more of just a learning process for me, learning more the underwriting side and not as much the sales. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you were kind of looking at, Hey, maybe social media. And then were you still working your other job? You were up until September 6th, right? So it was part-time kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it was part-time, although I had a lot of flexibility in my other job. So I, you know, mentally I was 100% in mortgages as of, uh, you know, as soon as I joined IMLB Mortgage Pros. But again, physically, I would still commute a few hours a day to and from work and I would just lose all that time. And I would, my day would be go to work the old like eight to four to, at, uh, you know, my full-time job. Lunchtime, I'm doing mortgages. On my commute, I'm doing mortgages. And in the evening, I am constantly working on, you know, specifically once I joined the brokerage, it was a bunch of the mindset training, sales training, underwriting journey. Right. Sometimes people take like a transitionary phase. They'll work two jobs for a while. What made you decide to jump in with both feet and just go like, screw it? To be fully transparent, as soon as I joined the brokerage, the sales training was so impactful on my business that it didn't leave me a choice to continue working two full-time jobs. I was getting more deals deals were coming up to close and I wasn't just was not able to provide the it's going to sound corny I think but not able to provide the level of customer service that I feel like I should have been to some clients the other thing too is I had a bunch of closings towards the end of September and you know leaving a month before knowing that I will have some sort of pay that will you know yeah I had a little bit of a pipeline coming does your wife work as well she does yeah she's on Mount right now with her baby but she'll be going back to work as well Right. Okay. So you touched on something I want to come back to. So you said that you have this tendency to kind of get excited about things and then shift gears. So what's different about this? What's different about mortgages that you feel is like, hey, this is as so a guy I, who suffers from a similar condition? First of all, in listening to your podcast and talking to call like other brokers, there's an actual potential to make as much money kind of as you want, you know, as much time as you can put in. That's probably the money you can uh, pull out. So that is like a tangible item that is available to me. Also, I realized that this is something that I want to do. And I'm not even kidding. I would just continuously wake up in the middle of the night thinking about other ways to, you know, how I can pitch realtors, how I can talk to clients. 
and it just it still has not stopped. So maybe that's a bit of a honeymoon phase that I'm in, and it might go away. But for now, I'm just riding the wave. There's so much to learn, though, honestly. And I always say, like, the mortgage industry is like a football game, and every quarter the rules change because all of a sudden, oh, can't do that anymore. Now you have to do it this way, and you're like, oh, now all of a sudden everybody has to shuffle their whole strategies, and you know, market conditions can change, and regulation, and technology. So it is a pretty exciting industry, and the fact that. Like I've always said, you get paid like a surgeon, but you can have like less training than a hairstylist, which is not like necessarily great, but it's true. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I know it hasn't been that long since you got into it, but is there any point that you've kind of second guessed yourself at all? To be honest, not yet. I hope it doesn't happen. I'm, not, I'm taking a positive mindset to it. So it hasn't hit me yet that I left my old job, my old cushy, you know, government pension job. That aspect hasn't hit me. It's because I think I have that pipeline and I have the support of my wife and, you know, family and friends who have been very encouraging that, you know, they can see the passion that I have for it and they're all about it. They're pushing me forward. Yeah. And we've been watching you, dude, you're on fire. So you're doing some amazing things. So what surprised you most about the mortgage business coming from healthcare? Oh, so that's a good question. I think first and foremost, it was the, here's your license. Now go sell mortgages. Like there wasn't actual training that's available. I think every brokerage kind of promises to train and to help you with underwriting. I don't know how much of them really helped with the sales aspect of it, but yeah, it was more just you're a mortgage agent now. So go and do your thing. And I felt so lost initially. And I feel like I didn't have a mentor who was available to me 24 seven, like I feel like I need uh, yeah. or needed. So that was definitely the most surprising thing. Right. Okay. So, and I always say that, you know, there's two main skills you got to develop to be successful sales and underwriting. So which so far have you found to be the more challenging for you? Ah, good question. So I absolutely love the idea of sales. Like from an early age, I'll answer the question, quick little story first. When okay. I was younger, stories are fantastic, I, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So when I was younger, again, this entrepreneurial mindset, I didn't have my license yet, but what I would do is I would sell Xboxes and Playstations on Kijiji or Craigslist or whatever server there was. Then I would actually go and find the Xbox or Playstation for cheaper, buy that one, and then go and sell it to whoever I had it sold for. So I've always kind of wanted to create- Okay, these. hold on, stop. Did you actually have the thing that you're trying to sell or would you only get the customer first and then go find it? I would get the customer and then find what they wanted at a cheaper price. Right. Dude, that is crazy. Yeah. Sometimes you do that. So as I mentioned, I moved out. I lived out west for a little bit. So I paid my flight out there, there and back. So I made, you know, at least a couple thousand dollars doing that. You knew the right time to do it too. And, you know, they were given an Xbox and you bought a MacBook. I would log on and people were selling it super cheap. And yeah. So anyways, that was a little story. Dude, Just there's a whole object. Like I'm going to write down that story. There's a whole like business lesson right there. It's like, get the customer and then the opposite of what most people say. So, okay, that's yeah. really creative. Okay, so go back to our original yeah. question. That's so a cool back story. to the question. I think it relates though. So right now, it's like going into in the mortgage industry, I was, I am still going to get the customer first and then learning all the backend work. So for me, sales is not easy by any means, but I find it to be easier than the underwriting and asking for docs and reading what the docs actually mean and placing the file. So I would say underwriting for me has been more challenging. Right. Yeah. And the great part is, you know, with at least at our brokerage, we do have some great support there. Okay. So for you, what's been kind of the biggest sort of takeaway from being part of the brokerage and the training and stuff that you've done with us? It's the confidence of speaking to realtors, speaking to customers, speaking to family and friends about what I do and how I do it better than someone else. The confidence buildup has been the biggest takeaway. 
an area that you've been really seem to be having success with is real estate agents. And so talk to me about that. So like we teach you this whole how to present to real estate agents and how to get them to build the trust. And so how has that gone for you since you started applying that? Yeah, it's going really well. So I started doing it three weeks ago and I have connected with right now, I'm just over 40 realtors. And out of those 40, only two people have declined my pitch to them. And those people are either currently mortgage agents themselves, as well as realtors, or one person is just too busy and I'll connect with back in a few weeks and try again. So it's been going really well. And really the one thing the broker just taught me as well is the importance of scripting and the practicing and how important it is to practice your scripts. So as I mentioned, you know, I'm a creature of habit and I wake up in the morning, practice my pitch to realtors, practice my objection handling on an hourly basis. This is something that I think has already helped me a lot in the business. My wife looks at me and says, Jeff, this is not you. How are you doing this? She would right. realize that, you know, in front of the camera, at least before I would constantly be um, uh, D like, you know, pausing right. quite a bit. So yeah. scripting. Yeah. And honestly, so yeah, one of the things that we teach you obviously is how to build that list of realtors and then how to target them and then how to get the meeting. You've been very good at converting them into meetings, which is not easy. And then, so the presentations that you have done, what percentage of the realtors that you've actually presented to have given you leads so far? So I'm a big numbers nerd as well. So I have this exact information. So I've actually pitched 35, five are coming either later after this or tomorrow. So out of those 35 realtors who I've pitched, 25 have given me at least one lead. And then I actually had one person yesterday reach out and say, like somebody who I pitched, you did not give me a lead initially, reach out with a lead, with a very hot lead. So the numbers are pretty good. So I have a boatload of leads coming in my pipeline. Now it's just about me connecting with them and making sure I have that process dialed in. Yeah, get the next stage. And that's what we found actually. So originally when we taught people sales training and we just taught to new people, they'd go out and do what you're doing. And then if you don't have help on the underwriting, like everything will unravel, right? If you don't have a really on top of it support or a good mentor, then you'll lose your confidence. Cause you're like, holy crap, like I screwed up this deal and this deal. And then you're like, it's hard to want to go out and talk to more real estate agents if you got a couple of deals and you've made a mess of them because you didn't know which is why I think it's important to get the underwriting support. Just let me ask you about that. So on the underwriting support, how has that been for you in terms of, you know, the 40 hours a week live access to underwriting coaches? I have without a doubt talked to those two underwriters more than most of my family and friends combined. I'm on there constantly first thing in the morning. Sometimes I'll be on there late at night. The support is outstanding. I've talked to a few people who are looking at potentially joining the brokerage. And the first thing I always say is, the availability of these underwriters, the ability to get your question answered as soon as possible has made the biggest impact on my business. I always say time kills all files. And so if you take a long time to figure out what to do with it, they lose confidence in you, you lose confidence. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, what's going on with this? And so the faster you can decision something, either, yay, I can help you or no, I can't, the better it is for you, the client and everybody included, right? Involved. Yeah. So what, so a quick example about that too. I was on the phone with the client and I said, Hey, yeah, I can find the answer was around, you know, mortgage insurance premium. So I said, yeah, just one sec. I'll put you on hold for a minute or two. Logged on in the underwriting room, spoke to one of the underwriters and got the answer like that. Hopped back on the phone call and gave the client the answer. Right. So fantastic. you literally did it in real time because, so they're, they're available right now. Our plan is to expand it beyond the 40 hours a week, but yeah. So you basically just jumped it. You put them on hold and it came back. That's freaking genius. That's <laughs> they're so available. Cool. It's easy to do and you know, they're going to be there. 
Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, man. Honestly, like, and I said to you this beforehand, but like, so you came in and you're like, hey, you're killing with your presentations. You're like, hey, Scott, have a look at this. And I was like, you're one of the top five I've ever seen. I was like, do you have like professional training? And like, you're like, no, dude, I was in healthcare. I'm like, man, I cannot believe. But then I think that the key there was that you learned a plan, but then you've been practicing, practicing, and it shows. It's kind of like, holy crap, it's amazing how good it's I appreciate good it. Is. The other yeah. thing too that has been very helpful is listening to other people's presentation and mm -hmm. taking little, you know, borrowing, gold. stealing, yeah, stealing yeah. these gold nuggets from other people that have been very impactful. And yeah, because everybody has, you'll pick up little nuggets and you're like, oh, that's a good one. And, and yeah, you're right. There's stuff that I've been noticing that as well. And uh, that's good. Okay, so let me ask you a couple of rapid fire questions, if you don't mind. So what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? Okay, so back in the day, I was on The Price is Right. No way, really? Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? So I got called down. Me and my friend were wearing these like silly shirts that Drew Carey, I guess, liked. Got called down. So I was the last contestant called down. I got one chance to bid, and the girl beside me bid one dollar more than me. And oh, it, I hate uh, when people do that. That's it so broke sweet. my heart. <laughs> the prize was a car too, but uh, yeah. Anyways, I gotta go back soon. Go back to the prize. Okay. And uh, what's a movie everybody should watch at least once? I love Fifty First Dates. Primarily because the actors, I love Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in uh, most mm -hmm. of their movies. But what I realized too is the significance it has in the mortgage industry. I don't know if you know the movie or not, or if anyone. Oh yeah, my wife says that being married to me is like being married to Fifty First Dates because <laughs> of my ADD. She's like, "I'm your wife. These are your kids." I'm, yes. like, I'm, for, I'm not that like anyway. So, <laughs> so I know that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of similar to the mortgage industry as well, where Adam Sandler plays his videotape to Drew Barrymore every single day as to like, "Yep, this is what happened. I'm your husband." And I found that I've been doing that because I set up my morning routine every day. I'm doing scripting in the morning having the very similar conversations with clients. But what the movie, what Adam Sandler taught me is the power of automation. Instead of Adam Sandler explaining to Drew Barrymore what happens every day, he puts in a VHS. So that's my plan is to create these videos that I can just send to clients when they have that fixed first variable question or, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea, actually. That's fantastic. Yeah. So whenever possible, use video and shorten it. Okay, so what are a couple of the software programs that you find you can't run your business without? First is Canva. And the only reason I say Canva is that's where my four slide presentation is. That is the life of my business right now. Yep. The next would probably be Loom. As I mentioned, I'm trying to integrate video as much as possible. I might upgrade eventually to BombBomb, but right now I'm just writing the free. Loom, yeah, Loom works video. for like most things. So BombBomb is a bit more sophisticated, but that's cool. Sure. And I would say the last one is probably, you know, something simple like Google Sheets, another free one. But like one of the coaches in the program, Ryan Wiley, was showing us some fantastic ways to kind of wow realtors and clients. One realtor the other day was saying, this is amazing. This budgeting spreadsheet that you presented to the clients is amazing. I'd love if you could do it to my clients and you know we can work together on this. So you're like, no, it's amazing, right? Like you just take, you put all these elements together and you're like, wow, you, it is a great strategy that Ryan's developed with that and uh, he shows you guys how to do it. Okay. So what's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker? Best advice would be probably, I think it was actually from you or Ryan, I can't remember, but the advice is done is better than perfect. So I am a perfectionist and I'm learning that you don't really have to be. So whatever it is you're doing, get it done, get it off your desk and move on to the next file instead of wasting your you know tons of hours on trying to make something as perfect as possible. Right. Yeah, I say that all the time. So does Ryan or launch and learn. It's like get the thing in motion and then you can start to learn from it. You can't learn sitting there you know, in your office by yourself, you got to get it out into the world and then yeah. just keep iterating. So it hasn't been that long since the business, but is there anything that you know now that if you, you know, could go back to April that you'd tell yourself? 
definitely look more at the brokerage that I'm signing up with prior to signing up with them. So I would have uh, gone and talked to the you know other rookie agents in the brokerage and kind of seeing what their perspective is on it. Are they actually training you? What kind of training are you getting? That made the biggest difference in my business is obviously when I switched brokerages and moved to IMLB Mortgage Pros because I got exactly what was promised. Yeah, I would say interviewing the brokerage as much as possible. Yeah, do your homework on the brokerage, but also the people there and they'll tell you like, you know, are they doing what they say they're doing or not? So that's yeah. really good advice, man. Well, Jeff, it's awesome. I have no doubt you're going to continue to crush your business. I predict that if you continue on this path within a year, you're going to be needing to hire help. Like, I bet you, you'll be like, dude, I can't keep up. And I'll be like, oh, because this is what <laughs> I, I appreciate I it. your trajectory so far has just been insane. And so, yeah, it's been awesome to watch. I can't wait to use you to, uh, to find me some help. Find you, <laughs> find you a client care specialist in Thanks, the next 12 months. That's gonna be awesome, man. Okay, good chat with you, brother. Thank you so much, Scott. Take care. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.